Good evening, Good internet. Evening. Hello, internet. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Chanster, Mayflower, how are y'all doing? Hey, everybody. But uh, thank you. Welcome. Welcome. It's welcome, uh, Tuesday night. Scuba and Arai. Of course, I am Scuba Steve. Uh, your kind and gentle host and DM, my co-host being Rye, of course. And this is our night to chill and hang out, talk about movies and geek and all things in between. Spooky edition. Yes, it is Halloween, so we're going to have some Halloween-themed discussions today. As uh, It's been a busy uh, few days, so hopefully y'all will stick around to hear the enjoyment. Um, and yeah... Let's see. All the fun. Rai, what you been up to the last week, my man? The last week, um, capital T, raining. So training. training. I'm either been training or in training. And that's just because, like I mentioned before, transition to a new team. So I'm learning a lot. And it's going to be a few more months in training. But once I get to the end, I'll be ready for prime time. Awesome. And other than that, grad school work, because that's always, you know, important. <laughs> um and also this weekend uh went and had a party my my best friends crystal and tony celebrated their 10 year wedding anniversary so they renewed their vows i was part of the 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 you know one of the a groomsmen up front and then we partied during the day and heavy partying at night and that's when you know comes out at night the fun drinks that is always fun and then sunday spent it with my co-hosts chilling on the sunday mornings and schoolwork. Gotta love the schoolwork. And a little bit other stuff in between that we'll talk about later. But you know, <laughs> happiness and sadness. Uh, um, one of our uh, lovable theaters, at least for me, because it's definitely a theater I've been going to since I was a kid, has uh, hit the rocks because of COVID and a couple other things. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. There always seems to be something. Yeah, a local Regal Theater is closing down permanently. Not just because of the COVID. There's other reasons, but COVID was a driving factor. Um, But, you know, they are putting something interesting and new into that Town Center Entertainment District. Something I mentioned to you before. Really? Oh, that's right that's right town center we're talking about the town center is a quote-unquote for downtown virginia beach downtown virginia beach quote-unquote but they're putting in this uh thing this new entertainment game extravaganza called apex entertainment and it's a two-floor arcade bowling alley go-karts laser tag and rock climbing plus a tavern and eatery so it's basically dave and busters on steroids so all right well uh... other than that i don't have anything else uh, remember to turn something up. There. Oh, I'll find a letter. <laughs> um, no, I've seen a couple of things come in. Like uh, Zip is asking, what's your major in grad school? Oh, my major in grad school, uh, Mr. Chelly, uh, he mentioned it. Yep. Uh, um, I, I'm mastering in English with a concentration in teaching in English. So getting my first class out of the way out of the way uh already registered for next semester which will be um uh six through twelve composition class Ooh. it'd be fun but yep hopefully in three or four years i'll have that degree and i'll be doing the, the educational thing on t you know moving from a training role to a teaching role which is funny because when we met we were we were doing tech tech support yes <laughs> ah Salbot is online. 
So now if you got questions, if you type question in all caps or comment in all caps and then you're following question, it should get aggregate up and then it would be easier for us to see it and respond to those questions. I did see a comment. It looks like somebody's anniversary is coming up, uh, roughly 16 years if I skimmed that correctly. Or Demon Rhodes and the Misses, 16 years. So early happy anniversary to you. Enjoy your dinner, my friend. Um, Jasif, enjoy your dinner. Somebody asked your favorite costume when you were. I don't know if there's extra stuff to that statement. I have a lot of favorite costumes. Yes, yes. We could we, we could spend quite a bit talking about your costumes. <laughs> may, as well, I may as well answer it now. What is your favorite costume of all the craziness you guys have done? All the all my favorite costume I've ever worn was the Maid Marian costume. It's my favorite. And it got us the win that year for the department. Ah, he, uh, no, to follow up, once to, what's your favorite costume from when you were a kid? Oh, when I was a kid, that's easy. Uh, uh, ninja. <laughs> oh, lordy. Well, thank you. More bits. More bits. Yes, definitely well-deserved. Anniversaries are wonderful things to have when you can celebrate them, whether they're a year or 16 year or 20 or 50. It's always good to celebrate. Yes, yes, it is. All right. Um, yeah. So my week's been fun too. I haven't been doing training and what you've been doing, but it's been uh, trying to get caught up on things. I think I powered through editing a bunch of videos to go up on YouTube because uh, I was falling a little bit behind and started working on some uh, other editing. And then it was D and D, D D D, because you know that's what other things I do when I'm not over on the Romesmith Discords doing stuff and whatnot. It's running my own games and. This weekend was a couple of significant things for games. Um, had a guest on our Saturday night game. The Saturday morning game completed the module, the last piece of the module they were working on. So they'll be starting a new module in two weeks. Um, this weekend, of course, is going to be Halloween. So it's going to be all Halloween fun. Oh, yeah. Definitely going to be celebrating Halloween in, at somewhere doing something. Oh, of course. Of course. Whether it's a virtual Halloween party, which I didn't realize were a thing, but I heard they were a thing last night. So a lot of props to anybody who's doing virtual Halloween parties. Um, before I get too much further on, I do wanted to give a shout out to Sirenscape for the background music and soundboards that we've been listening to. They have just released their new Curse of Strahd sound set. So we are oh. listening to that today. Um, wasn't a homebrew module per se. It was a module that was originally published in 1991 in Dungeon Magazine called Twilight's Last Gleaming. Uh, it was for originally written for second edition AD&D, and I scaled it up to fifth edition. So actually a continuation of the charity stream I did uh, back in the early August for Extra Life and as a thank you for help for to the community for helping me hit affiliate. So... That was lots of fun. Yes, this uh, this weekend for Halloween, um, we are going to be doing Strahd Must Die in Must Space. Die. It's the uh, new Halloween one-shot that was posted by Mr. James Hack over there on D&D Beyond. Uh, both of my Saturday streams will be running it, it just in two different uh, two different iterations. The Twilight Gleaming Crew, which hopefully, which I believe they're renaming themselves um, 
to will run it in the morning and then the challenge accepted crew will run it Saturday night. And I think there's some some different things going to work out, but it should be a lot of fun. It's a time-based game, so you only have X amount of time to do things before it moves into its final to its final crescendo. So, yeah, should be lots of fun. Lots and lots and lots of fun. Um so yep. Um, so those are those schedule things. Um, last Sunday for Sunday with Scoob, which is my Sunday morning show where I just sit, hang out, drink coffee, play games. Actually spent quite a bit of it planning uh, a couple of D&D sessions in the near future. So I may do that some more using the Trillo and uh, whatnot. Yeah, Phantom, no pressure at all. Well, I'm the module set up to be, it's like four hours, Plus the final battle. Well, my streams are typically three hours, so they'll have like two hours to try and find and end the end the adventure early. If not, it moves into its final piece. So see how long that goes. It should be loads of fun. Um, you're supposed to scale it depending on how much time you're giving and whatnot. But my sat the Saturday morning crew is really powerful level eight characters, so they should not have any problem running through Ravenloft. Um, the Saturday evening crew there gave them the option to bring in other characters. If they have a character that's level eight from another group, they could bring that in and use that temporarily. It's just a one shot non-canon deal just for giggles. Because why not? Giggles are fun. Um, let's see. Last night I was on, I was on a stream. We did a, if you're after, obviously a lot of people here will know, you know, the Into the Mist stream over on, uh, Rumsmith, I was able to kind of cameo along with the uh, with the, my fellow moderators over there with uh, Rumsmith, and we were able to cameo and have a couple of moments uh, in the story, which was lots of fun. Um, of course, I was playing the uh, level eight cleric Tamazar, a dwarf from the Sword Coast, who yeah thinks they're all just a bunch of darn fools. It's okay, Mayflower. It is up on YouTube. If you go to YouTube, youtube.com slash Realmsmith, take a look. It's Into the Mist episode 14, uh, which is just the start of the train of the uh, roller coaster that we will see this week. Thursday, I'm running another community session for, for those guys, uh, which will be a preemptive to the first part of the season finale, which will be Friday night over on Realmsmith's channel. So, yeah. Oh, sweet. You're all subbed on Realmsmith? That's awesome. Can't wait to see you in there. I'm not going to call it a train wreck. I'm going to call it a roller coaster. Because <laughs> it is. It's going to be a roller coaster. Got to check them bolts, make sure it's not too shaky. Well, I mean, last night's episode was pretty intense, but <laughs> I'm thinking Thursdays will be good. Friday should be fun, too. Just saying. Fun times. Can't give away too much, you know. It should yeah, be lots not. of fun. Yeah, not. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it's all D and D all the fun, all the time. This weekend is going to be lots and lots of D and D. Yes, so much fun, so much fun. Mm. Subbed on YouTube, following on Twitch. <laughs> I don't think they're up to the point they can so do a sub thing on YouTube for Rumsmith, but that's uh, pretty cool. 
I know that's a new thing uh, YouTube is doing, uh, allowing you to do subs, but you can definitely, uh, oh, subscribe as in follow the uh, YouTube channel. That's right. Sorry. Having a moment. Some of the more popular channels on YouTube now have a sub feature, kind of like YouTube, kind of like how Twitch has a subscribe feature where you can you pay a X amount of money each month to get access to cooler things or whatnot behind the scenes. But, you know, all the fun, all the fun, all the fun. Alrighty. Got that out of the way. Got the uh, shout outs to the sponsors and the endorse and all those people that we got to give credit to. Shout out to schedule updates for the week. Shout out to the community for hanging out with us and all the support you guys have given so far. Uh, the bits, the, whether you follow or check our content out here on Twitch or over on YouTube or through your, any of our other social medias and follow us and, and subscribe to us there, like us there, follow us there. That's all great. All of that stuff helps us kind of keep growing. So appreciate it. Uh, let's go ahead and move into our movie reviews. First thing we do every week is we talk about movies because Rye Guy has a, a movie review site he's been running for almost a decade now. Getting close. Getting yeah. close. It's it, it's uh, when you th when I think about it, yeah, it is getting close to a decade. Yeah, because I started it in 2012. Yeah, yeah, a couple so. years, it will be a decade. So as usual, Rye's got a movie for us, so we're gonna roll right over to that. Awesome. Oh yes, and because of Halloween, it's gonna be a Halloween themed movie, and let's check out uh, the remake of The Witches that came out recently uh, on the HBO Max streaming service. Uh, I remember the original was done quite a while ago. 1990, to be exact. So. 20 years let's do a remake let's see how we do this so right tell us about uh the witches the witches um it's an hbo max original slash re-imaging of the 1990 classic and it's based on the Ron ronald ronald doll uh i know i might be butchering his name but i apologize uh, uh, uh novel of the same name and it focuses on a young boy um who doesn't have a name in the movie he's only known as hero um, who uh, has a tragic event happen in his life, and he goes to live with his grandmother in Alabama. Um, while living in Alabama, certain situations happen, and he comes across and finds out that riches are uh, not riches, witches are real, and are definitely real. So his grandmother, deciding to find a safe haven, goes to this very ex exclusive hotel, but because of circumstances all the witches convene on this hotel and certain things happen and now the hero has to find a way to stop these witches from destroying the world aka um hurting the kids because the witches hate kids um that is pretty much the premise from ending on, on this film this film i will break it up in like two two halves as a whole um, the first half is very general is a very generalization of a, a family adventure slash horror. Um, the film tries too hard to try to dabble in too many genres in the first half. It doesn't really have a good central identity of what it wants to be. At first, it's a it's a general family adventure drama trying to introduce you to this kid and this grandmother's relationship, and it's interesting to see the backstory. But they don't really go too much anywhere with it, and then quickly throws in the witches and quickly throws in the aspect of horror and the adventure and it kind of just uh, juggles between it without having no consistent tone or anything so it's just kind of juggling its way uh through the first half 
when it eventually gets to the hotel uh, and certain uh, incidents happen, that's when the film kicks into high gear and it actually feels like a, a good fusion of, uh, of scary visuals, uh, over the top um, CGI and characterization of the characters and the this boy trying to stop the witches from you know instituting their plot to take you know take you know take away all the kids because they hate kids it's kind of funny if you watch the movie why they hate kids it's pretty funny actually but you know he, he has to stop them and it's a pretty predictable plot it falls along the typical lines of any family adventure film but what makes it stand a little bit above is the, that horror element because there are definitely things in this film which it goes back to that identity crisis. I don't think it knows what it wants to be throughout the whole film. Um, sometimes it gets really scary with the visuals and the body horror. And then sometimes it just gets way too uh, over the top comic uh, comic relief. And it just never finds its path along the way. But eventually it comes to an end point. You kind of know what's going to happen at the end. And it wraps up conveniently uh, with, with uh, you know a sense of a f uh, simple tale from end so take it away scuba did you get a chance to watch this i have not had a chance to watch it yet yep. um i vaguely remember the original um i believe one of the if i'm remembering right one of the witches was the uh was the actress who played um uh the matriarch of the adams family and the adams family movies of the early of the 90s i don't remember her name but i know who you're talking about um i can't remember her name either you know, she, I, if i find Marisha it adams or something like that so let me I, I thought and i'll find it i mean this is like Stuart little meets halloween if i remember right from the original or tisha thank you there you go thank you sid sid why are you still awake <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute Hold up there. <laughs> <laughs> Marticia. Yes. Oh, there you go. But, uh, but uh, I haven't had a chance to see this. When I was reading your review, I was actually quite shocked on how short the review was. Oh, yeah. It's, there, there just really isn't that much going on in the film. There's a lot of li liveliness and there's a lot of like uh, chances. They, they, they drop the ball on a lot of potential. There's a lot of potentials on, you know, throwing in some societal um aspect because it takes place in the late 1960s in alabama so they could have mixed in some stuff with what was going on but they just kind of leave it you know push it aside they like introduce things and then just kind of leave it there but what keeps you in the film are some of the the actors and actresses in the film because they 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 tackle the roles as over the top as you can and they know exactly what it is so like anne hathaway is the main witch and she is sexy and creepy at the same time it's a weird combination but it's 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 she is she she uh falls into the role she's like i know what this is i'm gonna just play it to the extreme and she does uh, uh octavia spencer plays the grandmother and she's so great in that you know like motherly grandmother role and then some of the other names is um uh, stanley tucci is in the film and a couple others but it's just that 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 tonal shift you can never get a grasp of what the film never gets a grasp of what it wants to be and it's kind of sad because the director and writers robert robert zemeckis and you if you know his name you know he's back to the future who's uh framing roger rabbit flight he has some good movies under his name but watching just it just seems like he couldn't figure out he it was more style over substance in this instead of trying to make something genuine 
Okay, so what's the uh, final verdict on final this? Final verdict. Um, it can it can be be a good fun family adventure film if you like a couple scares because there are a couple things that to me scared me and the physical horror does scare me. Okay. Um, but it just wasn't uh, I, it's not that much of a watch. But if you want to check it out, you can. It's on HBO Max. It's not going to cost you much. Two point five out of five Friday night rental. Well, I mean, you know. It's Halloween. You get a lot of those yeah. various campy type yeah. of movies. Yeah. Campy is fun. I'm never going to take away. It's definitely fun. And I'm going to tell you, if anybody watched this one, and I know there's a couple of people that says they did watch this one, there is one scene that scared the crap out of me. And it had to do with a girl changing. And for some reason, it scared me. Uh, all the bad words you can think I mean, it was one of the things I remember from the other one. It's like they're all at this hotel. It's kind of like a witch's convention. Yeah. It's like if witches had a con, this was it. And this kid just happened to stumble in on it. Um, yeah, that's right, Chelia. The graphics were good. They're definitely in some of the the change changes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, practical versus CGI and all that fun stuff. I will try and give this a, give this a watch just for, uh, yep, <laughs> to kind of okay. see how it goes. And my next movies or movie, um, it's a mixed bag. I'm going to watch one for myself. I might write a review for it, but I'm looking forward to finally getting a chance to watch that um, Bill Murray movie on the oh. rocks. The one I keep pushing off and pushing off. But there's another one I'm going to watch and I'm going back and forth if I'm going to write a review for it. So That's all good. Now we're moving into Thanksgiving and soon we're moving into the holiday and see how much fun that'll be. Soul drops Christmas Day, so that'll be fun. Yeah. See, that's it. It's Halloween probably wouldn't have watched it. <laughs> but all right. So now we get into our next thing, which of course is state of game. Gamer games. We talk about the various games we were playing and the games we were involved in. As usual, we start. We kind of start off with video game stuff because Ryan plays more video games than tabletop, and then of course I do tabletop and. Do some uh, recaps on some of the recent sessions. I uh, don't have a whole lot of sessions other than a little bit about uh, what happened this Saturday. Because, yeah, things <laughs> happened. Um, yeah. So, first off, video games. Right? Get what you've been doing for video games. Okay. I know you've been doing your video game tw top 20 for 20. Hey, yeah. That That's definitely, um, I was going to drop it in this section. Because on the play side, I haven't really been playing much. Because I'm kind of waiting for Watchdog Legions. Which drops Friday. So, I'll, I'll have first impressions next Tuesday on that. But um, Genshin Impact, having fun with that. Decided to play, play about an hour of Fall Guys. That's definitely a fun game. It is. You that's just get sucked right into it. And then, uh, for some reason, I just got the bug to play Roller Coaster Tycoon again. The classic one. Roller Coaster and... seems to be a theme today. Oh, yeah. I wonder if we're going to have something in odds and ends about Roller Maybe. Who knows? Hint foreshadowing. But the majority of this talk is going to be I've been doing a new 20 for 20 list on the Book of Face. So, and I have a good uh, list from last Tuesday to this Tuesday. So starting with a uh, number five is um, uh, my uh, fifth most impactful game is Final Fantasy VIII. Okay. Released on the PlayStation. It was my first RPG I ever played and I love that RPG and underrated in the underrated game in the series and one that gave me my love for RPGs. Yeah, because that one took coming because you had Final Fantasy VII, which is such a like great game. and the, yeah. But eight was a lot more the, the the art style was a lot more 
uh, realistic compared to seven. Oh yeah, I definitely might pick it up because I know it's on the Switch. And we know that uh, when we get to to nine, they went right back into some of the classic Final Fantasy art art styles of things being kind of a goofy thing. Yeah, I know you love nine. You t- you, you definitely tell I me. I played that. nine, but seven I really seven I really enjoy. I don't think I've actually ever. I think the only Final Fantasy game I have ever finished is 15. That's the only one I've actually finished. And I think out of all of them, 15 is got is in my top three favorite Final Fantasies, if not the favorite Final Fantasy. Finish date, finish 15, and finish 7 remake. So. Yeah, anyways. All right, so that was the fifth game. What's yeah. the sixth game? Six on the list is Assassin's Creed 2. It, pro- it built on the promise of the first game, and it's probably still... Um, it's neck and neck with another game as my number one in the series. It, it, it built on that promise and actually made you feel like you were an assassin. Plus, the time period that it took place in was one of my favorite time periods. Amazing. Yep. Uh, number seven. It's probably a favorite of yours. Um, is uh, Halo 2. Halo 2 is by far my favorite Halo game in the series, and one of the reasons is is Friday Night Halo Nights. Um, friends, it would be Friday nights, we'll be at my house, hook up two TVs, two Xboxes, and just play death matches all the way through the night, drinking Mountain Dew and eating a bunch of tacos from Taco Bell. Uh, the Halo franchise as a whole is one of my favorites, more for the studio side as well as for the game and the story. Yeah. Um, I remember I didn't have those Halo nights per se because when we were talking Halo t- Halo and Halo 2, I was active duty in, in, in uh, Arizona. Oh, yeah. And so I remember I had been married. I was recently married, and uh, one night... I went. I walked over to the barracks to hang out with the guys in the squadron, and we were having drinks and playing Halo. So you'd see Cat Five Cable running down the uh, the barrack wall, barrack hallways from room to room, and just just oh, these yeah. big, massive a... sixteen on sixteen battles. And I realized then, and I stick to it now. I suck at first person shooters, <laughs> and nobody wants to play. No one wants to do multiplayer with me because. I don't know reasons. I seem to have a very bad rep, probably because I'm an opportunist. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I'm good and bad, just depending on the first-person shooter. Well, that uh, and I do. I just suck at tactics. So, I mean, if I see two people dueling, I'll toss a grenade in there. So, some people may not like that, but I can't jump and shoot and dodge and all those crazy things on the controllers. I just... Ugh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, w- I was prime in Halo 2. Um, number eight on the list is another RPG, one that actually oh. built on my love, Elder Scrolls Skyrim. I just fell in love with that game. One of the one of the best games to start and never finish. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is um, every of all the games on my list. This is the one I did not finish because there's just so much to do. You and the- why, you, you don't play Skyrim to finish. Yeah. You play I mean, that's the greatest meme of it all. You, you don't buy Sky. You don't play Skyrim to finish it. You play Skyrim just to wander around the world. <laughs> oh yeah, it's 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 just the way. The what I love the most in this game is that decisions had real consequences in the game, and the random encounters that you would have in this game would affect things down the road. It might not affect something directly. Yeah, you come across, but it will affect you hours into the game somewhere. Of so, course, of course. Um, number nine on the list. Speaking of roller coasters um roller coaster tycoon 
it's probably my favorite simulation game and it's the one that captures my imaginative my creativity and just 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 all out fun just building your own roller coasters and watching people enjoy themselves it's just fun i got a quick comment for phantom yeah all right phantom uh phantom uh the x cloud there was a, a bit in the bit one of the articles that rise sent me x cloud the the whole x cloud concept yeah if you have a smart fridge with one of those displays where you could kind of look through the display to see what's in the fridge you could actually connect that to the xCloud and I saw, I saw somebody playing uh, Halo uh, the screenshot oh, yeah. was actually somebody <laughs> playing Halo on their fridge so yeah, that's just it funny. probably won't be too hard to play Skyrim on your fridge nah, it probably won't be um, or if not that'll be a gag at <laughs> the next E3 from uh, from that conf from that conference because you know they put Skyrim everywhere Oh yeah, definitely, definitely fun times. But uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon, uh, when I—that's I, actually the other reason I started playing Roller Coaster Tycoon again, because when I posted this, I was just like, you know what? Let I me got put it on it. the brain. I just got to do I gotta it. I got to do it, and I've been just rebuilding parks and coasters since <laughs> I put that up there. Um, the number ten on the list, uh, Ninja Gaiden, the Xbox version. Ah. Never that, played that one. That game was, out of everything on my list, was one of the hardest games I ever played. And it actually uh, challenged my wits, my tactics, and just just being patient with enemy types. I remember, you, see, I remember the 8-bit version on the original Nintendo being royal pain in the butt to get through. Oh, yeah. This but one. Then again, you know, I'm a couple generations ahead of you on games. Yep. Uh, Ninja Gaiden was one of the hardest and probably the the hardest game I've ever played, minus maybe Dark. You know, I'm not sure, yeah. Phantom. I don't know if the Ninja Gaiden on the uh, Xbox was a remake of the original. I don't really know. Yeah, most everything in 8-bit was like stupidly yeah, difficult. Yeah, you, you, if you cut your teeth on 8-bit system, and did you understand the pain? Yeah, it'd be like Battle Toads. Um, yeah. We don't talk about Battle Toads. <laughs> And number 11 is probably a good way to end this list on this day since it's Halloween edition. Um, this is a game I talked about last Halloween, and I'll talk about it again for the new people. Uh, and that's Resident Evil 2 on the original on the original PlayStation. The original PlayStation 2. Yeah. Resident Evil 2 was the first horror game I ever played and the first game that scared the bejesus out of me. And I will break the story down to you. You're going through the hallway after you get to the, the, the station. You go to the left, you go through the main lobby, and then you're going down the hallway, creaking, the wind's coming through the windows, and you're making that turn, and you hear a noise. Then you see liquid dripping from the ceiling, and so you turn up, and you see a liquor. The first time I saw the liquor, I will remember it to this day. I turned my PlayStation off, I threw my controller, and I ran out the room. That is yep. the main reason that game is on the list, but also it was one of the, another game that made me a challenge because you had you had to be tactical with ammo. You did not know what was around the corner, and it can find you in space to solve puzzles. I need to look up the homebrew monsters for a liquor then. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that that specific moment I will for will forever live with me. So when I played the remake, I went around that corner slowly because I was like, I know what's around this corner. I know it's here. I know it's here. I can hear it. So, yeah. Totally. Totally get that. All right. So, next Tuesday, I am going to have some interesting games on this list. Oh, can't wait. Can't wait. I'll do another hint like <laughs> I did last time. Ah, no, we're okay. good. All right. We'll, we'll get around to All it. Right. We'll get around to it. But, yeah. 
glad you enjoyed the list, people. Yeah, uh, so... For me, uh, the only video game I played was I played a little bit more of BG3 Early Access. I had some issues with that on Sunday. I had to uninstall and reinstall it on a different drive because I'm running out of drive space in my production box. And that's a little frustrating. So when if you're one of those people who, has a, who does PC gaming and have enjoyed the benefit of playing a game on, an, on a solid state drive, flipping over to a standard mechanical drive, it's it's almost like wanting to do an Oedipus impression and just stab your eyes out because it just sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that that's yeah, whatever works, I guess. <laughs> it's just it sucks. <sighs> Trying to play it when you're so used to the load times on an SSD and then watching it on a mechanical, and you're just like, oh. <laughs> oh yeah, it's um, <laughs> that's all I can say. But uh, yeah, it was um, so did that. Finally got in, decided to create a warlock this time and got through the first part of the tutorial. Hopefully I'll play some more again. But, uh, you know, that's kind of it for video games. My other stuff, of course, is the D&D, which as people, saw, as people know, I do a lot of dungeon dungeon mastering for games. Um, pretty quiet this past week. Uh, we had our Friday night game for no quarter. No quarter f searched the monastery they had, the shrine they had gone to find and Got a vision of where uh, the dragon is that they need to go kill. Um, so now they've gone back to the mine. And when they went back to the mine, they asked the, the were-rats that had set up shop in the mines, Hey, we cleared out your old home. You going to go back to it? And the were-rats were like, nah, we're good. <laughs> we're going to stay right here. So now the party has uh, it's going to go back in and start clearing it out. Um... Yep. Yeah, BG3 is uh, pretty, pretty, pretty big. So, um, Saturday morning was the uh, Twilight's Gleaming, which I know they're talking about new name changes. One of the names I heard was Shadow Knights, and I thought that was pretty, pretty sick. But um, they had they were tracking a dragon. They didn't know they were tracking a dragon, and then they found the dragon. And yeah. That dragon lasted all of about three rounds of combat before they killed it. Now, mistakes were made on my part. I admit it. I was not. I was a little too flustered trying to keep track of everything. And I should have, take, should have slowed it down a little bit more. But I realized we found the dragon. We're getting close to our break time. And it's like, okay, got to see how this goes. And... That dragon just died in three rounds and it was like <laughs> crap. <laughs> now I wasn't happy. This was I actually the original module calls for a young shadow dragon with some limited spell casting capability. I did not think that would be a strong enough challenge. So I made it an adult shadow dragon that had ancestry as a white dragon. So it gave me a few things to play with. And of course, you know, the party being the party, uh, hit it with some, uh, cause some of the magical items I had given them were broken and did not realize how broken they were until they were used. And then, but this is why I love the players I play with. 
is because we could actually have a candid conversation about it because we're all on the same page in the fact that these are second edition game modules scaled up for fifth edition. There are going to be some things that don't quite translate well across 20 years. So we were able to kind of work through and rebalance a couple of the items. But needless to say, I also know that they can deal a pretty significant amount of damage. As a couple of them can knock, can, can crush like 20 to 30 uh, points of damage per round. And it's like when your creature only has 200 hit points and you do your, you do like 50 in the first, 50 in the first round. And, and once everybody piles in, it's like almost 75 to 100. It's like, yeah, this isn't going very well. I thought this would take a little longer. <laughs> Interesting uh, stuff. Hmm? I'm just reading conversations. Yep, yep. And listening. <laughs> oh, don't be worried about scenes on parade. You guys will be fine. <laughs> it did go well. It was really kind of it. It was creative. It was a lot of fun. I didn't keep the dragon on the ground as long that long. I got it up in the air, and I just didn't get it away. So, cause like, you know, they had prepared very well. So it's good because it means I have to, it pushes me to challenge, pushes me to improve my, my abilities to plan encounters and tweak things. So fun stuff, but, uh, we did decide on a new module. It's another second edition module. Um, it's called shards of the day. Uh, that will start up not this weekend, but next weekend. And that is an Underdark adventure. So it will be quite interesting to see how that goes. It should, looking at that est rough estimate, that should go until the end of this, of 2020, um, possibly into 2021, depending on how the party approaches going through it. But, and then challenge accepted Saturday night, we had a guest on and we had a new cast member join. So paired up the guest and the cat and the new cast member to be on a separate investi separate investigation, found the party member who was uh, abducted and bring her back. So they had this big moment where every the original party and their first antagonist and the uh, guest and the new cast and the captured person all came together. And it's like the captured person actually had to play two people because she had to play herself and her and her duplicate. So that was low. That was actually kind of humorous to see how that played out, which is again up on the VOD here on Twitch. If you want to check out those things and all the fun there, hmm. excuse me, late night last night, I, were, I slept in. You figured I wouldn't be so tired at this point in the night, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing. Sometimes I get sleep. I'm groggy. Sometimes I get sleep. I'm good. It, I don't know. Yeah. Ways of the world. <laughs> it's what we do. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but uh yep that was it uh did not have agents of short slash agents of tall or whatever you want to call it uh most of the guys had a uh and had ended up having to back out so no sunday game session which was good because i did some prep for them and i but i spent a lot of time prepping for spent a lot of time prepping for them because they were the immediate now that they're done i can work on getting ready for thursday and i have a whole nother week to get ready for um the regular Saturdays, but, and of course, prepping for this weekend, which is 
Strahd must die in space. And no matter how many times I say it, it still sounds like a lot of fun every time I say it because this is just going to be wild and crazy fun. It does sound crazy. It's like you're taking fantasy, sci-fi, and hoopla all in one jar. Well, yeah, I mean, there, D&D did have a set of sci-fi stuff called Spelljammer. And there's a bit, then a been a big push amongst uh, fans to try and see if they will bring Spelljammer into fifth edition. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, we have not heard anything official that Spelljammer will be brought into fifth edition. But you know, we can all hope. And you know, I mean, what's the worst going to happen? <laughs> see, dice roll, please, and next turn. <laughs> but for those who haven't read it or aren't familiar, um, spe uh, the the in the, the whole premise of Strahd must die in space is Strahd's minions found a spelljammer helm on the borders of Barovia, and he decided to install it on, in his castle. What could go wrong? Mm -mm. What could go wrong, people? <laughs> So that is part of the premise on this. So you get to travel through space and then move to another planet. <laughs> yes, Phantom, that was actually a Spelljammer ship because the Illithid were part of the Spelljammer world. Their Nautiloids are Spelljammer ships. There's actually a module. I don't know if I have it in hard copy. But there was a module that you could run where you could go through the Sword Coast and find a downed Nautiloid ship and uh, check it out. Um, but I also found there was a nice website. It was like archive.org where they had a bunch of different D&D magazine modules that you could look at and, and uh, check out. So loads of fun. Um, but yeah, that was uh, pretty much my D&D weekend. That's Thursday session. Should be lots of fun. I've been working on overlays for that because we're going to record it and give it to the Realm Smith peeps so they can put it up on their stuff because it's it's in affiliation with the, it's a it's in a, it's a, for them, which I'm happy to do. Um, and then you know we'll have Halloween goody goody fun because why not? But uh. I think we're ready for our fireside chat section. Fireside chats with Scuba and the Rye. What are we mm. talking about today? Oh, wait. Halloween. Gotta love that. Yes. That was a nice thought. All right. So <laughs> for our fireside chat this week, we're going to talk about our favorite Halloween things. Rye has got a couple of top five lists, so... We'll go with his top five lists, and I'll give my input on that. Um, I'm gonna do the first one just because I have just because it's. I'm gonna do this, do it in this order, just because it's good fun. And that is, Rye has his top ten uh, candies or top five candies. Top ten overall. Oh, with, top ten overall. But with you I, and me. I don't think there'll be a top ten after this. But I think that I would have a difference in the a difference in the order. Okay. But Halloween candies, because you know. Especially if you're a parent, one of the best things I think about Halloween for as a parent is when your kids come back, you get to inspect the candy. Oh yeah, inspect the, the candy. parent tax. And a good thing for adults for Halloween is the the post sale the next day. Oh gosh, don't know. <laughs> All right, so Ryan, 
we've got this list of your top five candies. So why don't you tell me what your top five candies are? All right. You want me to just go straight down or straight? Or you want me saying stop or? Give me your top five. We'll talk about it. Then we'll do. Right. Then I'll, I'll I'll offer my opinions. All right. So here are my top five. I had to think about it because this isn't just, you know, top five candies. This is top five Halloween candies. So I had to think deep and hard so what are the what are the what are the criteria are, they, are these candies that do some cool packaging for halloween um, it's a mixture of packaging um looking forward to on halloween and just the fact these are what i enjoy getting when i see reach into the bucket and grab and that's what i find bear okay so my top five halloween candies are skittles kit kats Dark Chocolate Hershey's, the mini ones, uh, Blow Pops, and Reese's Cups. Those are my five. See, I'm going to go with the Reese's and the Kit Kats. Reese's because they do the great Halloween packaging, whether they're the pumpkins or the trees or the bats. You got to enjoy all those. Uh, for me, then it's Kit Kats because who doesn't want to take, who doesn't want a Kit Kat? I love me some Kit Kats. And then, uh, I would go with, uh, see, I'm not real big on the blow pops, um, Skittles. They're a little too chewy for me, but I know my daughter loves them. In fact, that's her nickname. That's her call. That's her uh, call <laughs> sign on the airsoft field is yeah. Skittles. Oh yeah. We know. We all uh, know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's, she's pretty deadly with the, the MP5 I have. <laughs> um, but Reese's Kit Kats, of course, then I'm going to go with like the Milky Ways and, and, and the Snickers bars. That Those makes are Chad always great because he was screaming it in the chat. Huh? Chad was like dropping Snickers in the chat, so that makes him happy. Hey, I mean, you can't go wrong with Snickers. Milky Way is another great one. Three Musketeers, and of course, candy corn. Because for some reason, candy corns are fun. And one of my favorites for Halloween as well is the uh, Whoppers, because that's the only time of year I actually ever eat them. Oh yeah. Because they're like, they're the. They're the candy that lasts the longest. <laughs> I mean, seriously, think so, about this. No, no, your kids you are go, right. Your kids go out for Halloween. They come back and they got all this great candy. And inevitably, there's like a three to one ratio of Whoppers. Always. Well, I don't understand that. I always wonder that. I don't, I don't get it either. But then everybody eats the candy and everybody's kind of chewing on the candy. What's the candy that's left over at the bottom of the bucket every year? The Whoppers. Always. It's, 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 it's death taxes, taxes, and Whoppers at the bottom of the bag. So. <laughs> Oof. So, yeah, people are dropping in their favorites. So if anybody yeah, wants to drop in, means. drop, let's drop in, what is, what is, what uh, is some of your, uh, top, what is your top five candies? I, I don't know about the, I don't Three. know the turtles. I'm not familiar with the turtles. Uh, if there's, if there's some that you love on Halloween and we didn't mention, drop it in there. I have saw some ones. I saw hundred grams. Uh, I saw, on um, hey, people, a you know, hundred grand is actually a pretty good. Candy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw almond joys in there. Um, why? I mean, do you have them around in case Black Noir comes sticks. to visit? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to have protection, you know, I guess. No shame on the candy corn because the candy corn actually isn't that bad of a candy. A Mr. Good Bar. Yeah, that's a good choice. That's, that's never good. good. Um, um, 
Harley right. girl, Harley girl, what's your favorite candy? Yeah, drop in your favorite candies, people. Seen some good in that list. You're welcome. Yes. Oh my God, Steve, great reference. Yeah, you you win you win the reference game today. I can't top that one. No, not 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 this night. This night goes. You go to back and you think about it. Every time they referenced Almond Joy or oh, yeah. the girl eating it, he wants her to throw it away. The fact that they're talking about Almond Joy is the worst candy bar ever created. And just on a side note, that just makes me think about a comment I dropped on Facebook uh, after finishing the show. Was I said, uh, uh, "Do you want a Fresca?" Has a whole new meaning. Stay safe, my friends. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, dark chocolate, yeah, dark chocolate, anything on on Halloween's great. Turtles, uh, the uh, a, uh, an almond nut, nut cluster type thing, yeah, those would definitely be up there on the expensive. Are, as long as you have a lot of time to eat them. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess it depends. It's a, it's a you know a roll of the dice with the heat bar. It's either going to chomp it once or you're going to chomp it on that 20 minute drive. So. And the worst part is, is like you get the, it's like the, we're talking about all the candies that everybody's like. Those are the first things we eat, and then there's all that other third tier, fourth tier candy that you get in the big value bag, and you you hand out that it's like I, nobody ever eats it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm 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 definitely. I don't know if we're giving out candy this year, but I'm definitely gonna show up and buy me some bags the next day. Gummies, <laughs> Swedish fish, Swedish, Swedish fish. fish. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think it's, I don't have any Reese's to eat after the show today, so I'm right there with you. I think, well, you know, there's a couple of places open when I'm driving home. I might stop and get some candy. Uh, I got the big five five pound jug of animal crackers. Kitty mix bag. <laughs> Pixie sticks. Oh yeah, those were always oh, those yeah, were always sticks. good. Yeah, a, a staple for Halloween. Uh... <laughs> Oof. That's okay. That's all good. Halloween parties are uh, Halloween parties are a nice thing to come up from. And I, you know, yeah, Halloween parties I go to, they 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 start out one way and they end up another. <laughs> the drinks start flowing. <laughs> Depends. I think the last I, I you know, to, I think the last one I went to was was the one where you dressed up as Jackie Kennedy. That was a while ago. That was a, that was a minute. Yeah, that was a minute. We were there. It was our Saturday. It was our game night. We were playing board games and stuff. I like it how every time that we drop me and drag, everybody has a shocking look. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. I did. I dressed up as the first lady, uh, JFK's wife. Oh, that's okay. Well, if you're gonna stay in the, if you're gonna, if you're gonna stay in there, there's always things to watch. So. You work Speaking in retail. of things to watch, let's talk about some Halloween movies that we enjoy. Enjoy. Yes. I gave, uh, you tasked me with the top five, and I gave a uh, top five Halloween horror movies. In no particular order. They're no particular order. Well, let's, let's hear them. All right. Uh, I, my five Halloween horror films. It was kind of hard to put this list, like I told you before. There was a, there was a two that were juggling, but I picked one. Uh, so number one on my list is Poltergeist. Uh, Poltergeist is definitely to this day, which I, I mentioned the scuba off, off, off air. It scared me the first time I watch it, and it still scares me to this day. I, I, it's the first horror movie I ever watched, and it's the first more horror movie that made me realize, yes, I can definitely be scared forever. Um, number two is Get Out. That is probably a revolutionary, a revolutionary horror movie. It does a lot of great things, 
And it's another one, one of those movies that does scare me. It actually scared me the second time I watched it. Because when you think about the plausibility of the stuff that was happening in it, that scared me. <laughs> okay. And that's one of the rare horror movies that scared me a second time. It doesn't happen very often. Um, third is Insidious. That movie just creeped me out. Especially with the, the devil run, roaming around. There's one particular scene where the demon shows up and I fell out my seat. Because I didn't see it coming. Um, number four, Cabin in the Woods. Oh my goodness. That, that, that is that horror comedy movie that makes me laugh. And it's so it makes fun of the genre so well that it's just a great satire of what the horror genre is. And number five was the one I was juggling back and forth. But I, I settled on this just because it did recapture the magic. Uh, Halloween 2018. Michael Myers and um, I forget her name. But what I liked about it was she didn't just play the, the running scared. She played, you know, she was like, she was up for a fight. She was ready to take him on. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis character was just like, grabbed the gun and said, let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, those are my five. Oh, well, that I would see that being a thing. But yeah, uh, Chili had a great suggestion for the chat, and that is, what is your costumes going to be? Oh, yeah, what is your costumes this year going to be, people? So we got Harley Girl, who's going to be a teddy bear. Um, we got Mayflower, who's going to be Lydia Dietz from Beetlejuice. Uh, are we talking the movie Beetlejuice or the animated cartoon Beetlejuice? Because there's two different costume picks for Lydia and that. Visible Man. Costume Myself. Oh, the musical Beetlejuice. Okay. Oh, you're going to dress up as your character, Wilhelmina. That might be a little dangerous or, you know, because, you know, Wilhelmina has prosthetics. I don't want you to, like, cut your arm off. Is he cyberpunk? Well played. It's my she. Well played. Yes, yes, it did get delayed, sadly. But, you know, hey, that was a good one. So we got a lot of good drops today, man. Grumpy old man staying at home. I See, I find that hard for you, Chili. I really do, because I've heard your Zelda voice. <laughs> I haven't decided if I'm going to dress up this year or not. If I do... It'll be a mystery. Only Terrell. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Yeah, I I have grand ideas for stuff I'd like to do. Like, I'd love to do a Warhammer build. I'd love to do a, Stormtro a, a Stormtrooper build. But right now, time and resources are not, not my friend. <laughs> oh, I haven't done that either. You know, maybe next. Maybe next year, if we're doing well, we'll do pumpkin carving and then some of those other cool Halloween-y things. But what would mind doing on a Halloween party? Even if it was a virtual one. It'd be cool. Oh, wait. I'm running D&D &D games, so I guess I am having a party. Party with them dice. <laughs> and I think we're going to do some Warhammer on Sunday. Something. Should be fun. Should be fun. Pokemon trainer made his own Pokeballs out of clay. That is cool. But 
All right, so Halloween movies I enjoy. Well, mine are probably gonna be a little little different than this list. Yeah. Um, first one, of course, is the Evil Dead franchise. Gotta love Evil Dead. Just see, yeah. I like franchise groups like the Evil Dead franchise, the original Alien trilogy. Because now it wasn't too crazy about Prometheus and Alien Covenant, Covenant or yeah. Resurrection. God, I hate it. I actually kind of hated Resurrection because that was just no. Don't screw up my sci-fi creatures. Um, Ernest Scared Stupid's another one I enjoy. That's very much <laughs> Halloweeny because I like. I mean, I like having fun. I mean, Halloween yeah. for me is all about fun. There is a scary element. There is a creepy yeah. element, and I do have an appreciation for that. But when I think of Halloween, I think of let's just. You know, there's an element of horror, but there's also an element of uh, it's like it's the trick and the treat. Oh yeah. So, uh, Ernest Scared Stoop is one of probably one of the ones I enjoy because we're I was sitting there thinking about this. So the first ones that came to mind was the Alien franchise, uh, the uh, Ernest Scared Stupid, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, um, and then there was some of the old classic ones. Yeah, the Ernest series was just, I mean, it's just... There's just so many in that series. Yeah, it's definitely... Um, yeah, that was another one I was thinking, like uh, the West Craven and the um, John Carpenter stuff. Um, the Thing? Yep, The Thing. That's actually up on... Uh, I was thinking about checking that out because for some reason with, you know, Rime of the Frostmaiden, watching The Thing is on my mind. Uh, of course, classic vampire stuff. There's always is always great. So it's just some of those classic things. Um, oh yeah, the monster monster squad. That's another good Halloween one I enjoy. But I I actually can't sit and watch that because that was so campy the first time around. Which one? Uh, monster squad. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good '80s kickback. Um and as far as like horror movies to watch because i like i like sci-fi horror i like comedy horror um mystery horror any of those are really enjoyable but um like my first horror movie that i really had issue or not sci-fi horror thing was leviathan with peter weller that's one of my favorites to kind of watch because it's got that creepy claustrophobic feel trying to recreate that Event Horizon. Oh, that's good. That one's great. That one actually stands up really well to time. Sphere is another Horizon, one. Yeah, that. Mm, yeah. That's a good choice. Yeah, I try to stick away from like really creepy horror, and I like classic. I like some of the classic horror. Like, you know, not the stuff that's all in your face gory, but some of the stuff that in the end is kind of campy. Yep, Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus is a great one. Well, yeah, it's definitely one prime time. They did put it back at theaters. Well, they did. Well, I mean, it it, it holds up really well. One of the, here in there. Here's a little. Here, here's a little um, obscure one that pretty much aid, dates me, and that is the Mister Boogity film. So, if anybody does, if anybody knows that, then you you definitely in there for as far as obscure nuggets of films. Um, but that's now up on Disney Plus. 
I remember that from way back in the day. Way back. But those those are kind of my things. And then there's like the I guess Halloween games or horror games. We know the Resident Evil franchise really gets gets you gets you. Uh, I think the scariest one I've been playing is Call of Cthulhu. But there have been some really good horror games that have come out, as well as some that are just goofy fun. Oh, yeah. Horror games. I know a couple. Silent, Silent Hill. Hill. That's um, that's a great one. Uh, and, uh, what is it? One that I played the first chapter and I haven't gone back to it. It's on the Xbox One. It'll come to me. Evil Within. Oh, the Evil yep. Within. That one was. Uh, that one. That one gets you. Yep. Uh, another one. I think it's on Game Pass. Outlast. Yep. Yep. Outlast. Uh, <laughs> um. Hmm. There's another one on. Shaun the Dead was so funny. <laughs> but yeah, I could see that the zombie bit. Uh, Twenty eight days later. Twenty eight days later. Thirty days of night. Um. But I think the Evil Dead franchise is probably going to be the first one I think of because just Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and then Army of Darkness. I mean, and even the remake was the the remake was great. I was really hoping they were going to continue that. You ever check out nope, the nope, series? Nope. Oh, come on. The original Evil Dead is so funny. You ever check out the, the series on Stars? No, I haven't actually done that, but I do. I did see it was on it was on Netflix. Oh yeah. I definitely would check it out because you know they finished it so it's like four seasons i'm gonna check it out as well one day what's so scary what was the game i'm curious no no we're not talking the original e we're not talking the evil dead from the early two from the mid 2000s we're talking evil dead from the 80s with yeah. sam raimi and bruce campbell and then evil dead 2 where they realized they even though on Evil Dead they set out to make a score a horror film, they actually made a comedy. Yeah. And it just played into that. They definitely played into that in the next two, and I believe they did the same thing in the series. Remake of Man with a Screaming Brain that Bruce Campbell did. No, I did Wait. not know that was a thing. Screen brand. Mist. Oh yes, Mist is a classic. Oh yeah, that is a classic PC game. Classic, classic game. <laughs> yeah, Mist is that game. That game was a whole nother level. Woohoo! You know that the Bioshock games, any of those puzzles. I love the Bioshock games. I actually enjoyed Infinite a little bit more, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the fly. Yes. That's that is that is the epitome of what you call body horror, and that yeah. The fly, and don't forget the fly too, which was a little campier, but it had some it had some really good moments. Oh, Alien, uh, the, uh, the newest one they did where they were talking about Ripley's daughter, uh, Alien Isolation, I think is what it was. Yeah, that game was really kind of creepy because you had to, like, totally be careful. I think it's Alien Isolation. Yeah, Alien Isolation. That one had its definite, had some moments. 
spooked on the first Bioshock. The sound. <laughs> yeah. Blade. Blade's a good series for Halloween films. I like the second one probably the most, but then again, that's because it's Guillermo del, Guillermo del Toro. So yeah, kind of has a thing there. Underworld, Underworld franchise. <laughs> That's another great one. Uh, Van Helsing with Hugh Jackman is another one I, I I turn to for good Halloween fun. Uh, the Underworld franchise. Uh, the last couple of films, I got to be honest, were not that. Were kind of weird. I never um, watched the, the the newer the last few ones, but the last two were. That formula they had with uh, the whole Michael and Celine thing moving in, and it started to get kind of kind of weird. But you know, I mean, no, it didn't age well. Yeah, the Rise of the Lichens is probably my favorite. All right, Phantom, we'll still be here. I think it's on Netflix. It's somewhere. Yeah, the whole it. franchise is. I picked it up on sale for like ten bucks for the whole franchise. Yeah, I did see it somewhere. Definitely one of my favorite, one of my favorite, one of my favorite ones, just because I like the style. Uh, I haven't checked out the newer Van Helsing series, but I, I have seen it. Sunshine is an underrated film. I do like Sunshine. Sunshine. I'm yeah. not familiar with that one. It's uh, it's one where they have to ignite the sun uh, because it's about to die, but it's more of a psychological thriller than the actual the, the actual mission like the mission is the is the key incident that drives it and it's just that kind of isolation and trying to um, accomplish the mission but being so isolated uh, yeah. hmm. brothers grim oh being of that one hansel and gretel with jeremy renner witch hunters witch hunter with ben diesel yes that's a good one too uh, yeah, I have that Hansel and Gretel. I did review it. Check it out on my page below. Oh, yeah, Hansel and, the the Hansel and Gretel was really kind of comic booky fun. Yeah, it was. Kind of, I, I liked it because it, it it's it spun it in a different way. Yeah, Priest with uh, Paul Bettany wasn't terrible. I never Some people didn't like it, but I think I, I think Carl Urban made a great bad guy. Ugh. I haven't seen the new Hansel and Gretel. I wasn't too curious about that one. Oh, well, yeah. The ring is just crazy. Oh, uh, yeah. The ring it was the... Yeah, the ring was one of the was the one that brought all those Japanese adaptations over. But if you do like good horror movies foreign, definitely check out A Tale of Two Sisters. Oh, we, there's the, we, we, we hit on the Scream franchise, and we hit on that. We hit on that. Let's talk about the first two. Don't forget the first two scary movies that were done by the Waynes brothers. <laughs> Use my strong hand. My germs. <laughs> yeah, I've actually, I haven't actually watched The Ring all the way through, and I have in no hurry to do that. Legion was hard for me to watch. I'll be honest. I wasn't. It didn't hook me and keep me in. I am just going to comment that I'm just going to keep it kosher and just say I didn't like it. 
That's I, I, I just didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I couldn't eat mashed potatoes while after school. <laughs> kind of funny. I did eat mashed potatoes today. Yeah, I could see that. But if the mashed potatoes is the thing he couldn't eat, yeah, obviously we're we're forgetting the turkey incident. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Uh, I can see it in my head. Why'd you do that, Scuba? Oh, because I have my moments. Oh uh, yeah, the, I will never forget watching scary movie because that was one that it came out at a time when I couldn't see rated R movies, and my dad took me and my friend to see it. And we had an interesting time watching that with my dad. I remember walking out of the theater and he told my friend, do not tell your mom what we just watched. Good idea. Yes. Uh, Robocop. The original Robocop of Peter Weller. That was one of the, that was the first Raider, one of the first Raider R movies I watched. They said she's so confused. <laughs> Don't worry. If you've watched Scary Movie, you'll, you'll understand what we're talking about. The first or, two. Scary Movie 2. Scary Movie 2 especially. Scary Movie 2 because that plays on the whole Haunted House bit. Specifically the Haunted House movie that had uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones and... Uh, I know what you're thinking. I know they had a bit where they joked The Exorcist. Yeah, they did joke The Exorcist because James, Wood, James Woods was in there, but I was... um. They joked... Um, Qui-Gon. Yeah, I know what you're talking I can't think of Who's it. Who's the actor who plays Qui-Gon again? Losing his name. Oh, but Tim, uh, isn't Tim Curry in there too? Huh? I don't know. Oh, and uh, Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah, Liam Neeson. Thank you. Liam Neeson was in that one. Um, House on Haunting Hill or The Haunting? No, I think it's The Haunting. Yeah, that was a great one. You know they're making another. They plan to make another Scream. I saw that in the news recently. Yeah. Well. Yep, Matt Lillard and Scream. Oh, creepy, creepy movie was 13 Ghosts. I tried watching that again, and I was just having a hard time. Oh, you cannot talk about Halloween without talking about Rocky Horror Picture Show. There's a good costume idea. What do you think, guys? Should I do it? What? I don't know. Just trying to throw out ideas. <laughs> Uh, Obi -Wan, Obi Wan is coming back. It's not a movie. It's going to be a series on Disney Plus. Eight episode series, I think. Eight episodes. Yep. <laughs> I have. Rise Frankenfurter. Uh, I mean, you know, embrace your inner Tim Curry. Um, now I haven't actually, I'm, I'm with you. I haven't watched Rocky Horror all the way through that I can remember, but I do know quite a bit of it because I actually did have a relationship with someone who could pull off the, uh, the, ma the way the maid, oh, what was her name? The redhead. I can't remember. I can't remember. Of course had meatloaf in it and all those other great guys. Uh, nightmare before Christmas. That one's actually not bad, but I don't know if that's a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie. Yeah, we were debating that last uh, last we were podcast. That. I, I think it's a Christmas movie. It just happens to be, you know, Halloween it has some Halloween themes. Oh, Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> Can't go wrong with Brooke Moranis and uh, 
um, Steve Martin. Yeah, that was that was a great one. Who framed Roger Rabbit? That was great to watch again after so many years. It's on one of the streaming services, right? Or is it Disney Plus? I believe. Either on Disney Plus or it's on HBO Max. I know I saw it somewhere. Well, I, I mean, I, I know I have my Christmas routine, so it's getting—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm getting itchy for that. Can't wait for my Christmas routine. Yep, the original Little Shop, fourteen oh eight. get there all righty some good good talks I like seeing everybody drop i like having the interaction with the chat it's great it's always great 14 jim carrey movie oh okay oh 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 i think i know which one it is now i think i know which one it is. gotcha well what do you say we uh move into our odds and ends Ready for some odds and ends? Yes. Uh, very fun odds and ends. Yeah, let's have some odds and ends fun. Odds and ends. Where we talk about various internet stories that Rye finds and sends me. This mo this week, we're definitely talking uh, some uh, Halloween-themed odds and ends. And some other fun odds and ends. Yep, yep. Which I think we've actually Easter egg throughout the entire point of the episode up until this up till now. Cause I think so. Chat, let me know if I let me know if we did a good job doing that. Our first story that we're gonna discuss is Fortnite. Yes, sir. Specifically, uh Fortnite released a series of co uh there was an article that was on PC Gamer. Uh, where they gave out codes for you to go to various Fortnite maps where people coded uh, various Halloween-themed uh, maps. And I've got a quick list of some really fun ones. There's a lot more in this list, but the first one, which is what we've got the screen grab here is, is Dead by Fortlight, which is a spoof on the Dead by Daylight game. Your player who is the killer gets an infinity sword and all the survivors have to disable generators to beat the <laughs> beat the beat the bad guy. <laughs> so they are running around doing that. It's a great it's really kind of really kind of interesting on that. Another one is we have uh obviously because it is a great horror game is res is the, they have three different Resident Evil maps. There's a remake of the Resident Evil uh, Police Station from Resident Evil 2. Uh, there's a remake of Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, at least the first uh, couple of uh, couple of uh, chapters. And there's a remake of the of Spencer Mash Mansion from Resident Evil. And we talked about it earlier. They actually also did a recreation of the Outlast game Which will for Fortnite. Dare you? So. It's definitely interesting to see, you know, uh, a game that is, you know, it's, it's a popular game right now, but, you know, incorporating the holidays in a very intuitive way. So, 
Yeah, and some of the other ones, there was a Five Night at Freddy's remake. There was some uh, independent stuff, but there's definitely there's a lot of spoofing of stuff. other games. Yeah, the Five Night at Freddy's I definitely would have run away from because that game will scare you. There's a Hide and Seek Invisible Man one. Um, and a couple other, you know, fun remake things. A, remake of something with, called Siren Head or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Good night, Jinxie. Good night, Jinxie. Halloween Story, Spencer Mansion, Curse Force, Patient 104. Just to name a few. But yeah, if you're... I mean, I, I like how various of these community games are even doing Halloween events. That, I think, is really kind of fun. Um, our next one... Since we were talking about haunted houses, or no, not haunted houses, but no. Yeah, what we're going to talk about here is we were talking about Halloween decorations. You must be mindful of your Halloween decorations, people, especially be mindful of where you live with certain decorations. What we have here is a picture of a Halloween decoration that was uh, supposed to mimic fire. Fire! The thing is, this was so realistic that residents in Riverside, California actually called the fire department on this house because they thought it was actually on fire. The effect was inspired by the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland. All it is is satin cloth, an orange light, a red light, and a fan to make it look like there are flames dancing. Yes. And because of that, it looks so real that uh, the fire department keeps getting calls and at one point uh, quote like quoting the person that put it up Carmen quote says in fact one officer apologized for having to ask us to turn it down a bit but he had to come to our door since someone complained about the music he said it would looked great and also they check in every weekend with the fire department to let them know everything's okay everything's good everything's fine but maybe, maybe this time of year is not a good time to be doing flame-inspired decorations in California. Oh, yeah, and uh, thank you to the uh, Fox 13 affiliate for uh, giving us this article. Because uh, this was back, one man. I was chasing down because I heard it as, like, I need to find this article. You need, need to validate this. You need to validate this this fake real yes. flame. How, 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 I meant, like, of course, you know, it's out of caution. Like, you know, it's a good Samaritan thing. But to think that a house would stay burning weeks on end and nobody put it in and out, common sense would kick in at some point, you would think. But we're talking about America. You know, no, no, we're talking about the fact that <laughs> literally this effect was so good, it made you think it was real. And if you're if you're taking your inspiration from Disneyland's theme park rides, yeah, dude, I mean, this is free advertisements for Disney, I know, yeah, so you know, yes, common sense, highly uncommon, but you know what, and yeah, they. They have to check in every week with the fire department to let them know, hey, no, no, we're fine. We're fine. Yes, we'll turn the decoration off. <laughs> okay. So. And speaking of being scared by a horror house. I mean, that house, the murder house yes. that was on the FX series American Horror Story. Yes, that's the one I'm talking about. That house. As reported on bloodydisgusting.com. Apparently... They're going to have some fun with this. They are setting up a three-day live streaming event that will kick off Thursday and will run through till the 1st. 
24-7 for three days. They will have 15 cameras set up across this 10,000 square foot house, and you can watch it. Yes. And also... All weekend. There's some and they have a whole lineup of different people who are going to be in there. I think one of them is going to be someone who gives a tour about medieval torture techniques. They're going to be trying to find ghosts and whatever. This is a ticketed event. It's roughly $25 a ticket. You can check it out at www.themurderhouse.com. I'll put it in the chat as well. Um, and yeah, there's a... the people who bought tickets, <laughs> six of them. Six people, six. Six winners will go in pairs. One pair each day. They'll be hooked up to heart monitors and allowed to just roam the house. Can we just go uh, ass? And especially the the most scariest part is the basement and be live streamed. So we yes, get to watch. Live stream. They're going to kick this off and they're going to run it 24-7 for three days. Yeah. Great. Oh yeah, it's a very interesting and it's a great thing and fun thing. One that you know imbues the, the 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 passion of the of the holiday, but also you know gives a way of incorporating people together in this environment where you you know people can't come together. You know, oh, so I, I, I think the idea is I think the idea is bloody brilliant. Yeah, it's so I really good. do. I mean, we there's so many things that are things supernatural things that happen in the world. And science can't explain it. And personally, I don't want science to ever to explain it because when you explain the supernatural things away, you you lose something in the world. You lose a mystery, but you know. But when we have these reality shows like Ghost Hunters and all this other great stuff, and then you have these haunted areas that, to be honest, most of us will never get to. Oh, I'm never going to go to them. I, I mean, oh, I, I think it would be absolutely <laughs> hilarious if while they're live streaming, they actually do see something. Because that might actually val. I mean, granted, people's firsthand accounts are great, but to actually get something recorded would be really awesome. Oh yeah, it's definitely and cool to get get it live streaming. So not only are the people in the house going to be scared, but the thousands plus watching are probably going to be scared at their home. And oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, if 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 if, but we'll see what happens. I yeah. mean, this is this is the time we live in where the world even gets smaller and smaller. Oh, yeah. Now you can live stream from anywhere. Including a haunted house. Assuming there's no power outages. Oh, yeah. But, you know, check it out. I'll put the news article and the link of the place in the chat. So, nice. check it out, people. Speaking... You saw me reach for the cup, didn't you? Oh, uh, yeah. So, you get terror, terror experts, energy healers, psychiatrists, homeowners, and famous psychics. So, definitely, definitely, definitely. But speaking of uncovering historical and old mysterious things. Oh. You mean the 36 meter long cat? Yeah. Who the, doesn't love cats? The animal in the desert. A very That's old Denny animal. That's the Denny desert. desert. Yeah. This is in Peru, specifically uh, near the rest of the Nazca geoglyphs. Oh, yes. Because apparently this cat has recently been discovered in that area. And the cat actually predates the rest of the geoglyphs. Now, for those of you who don't know, in Peru, there's an area where these, these jar, these large pictographs that could be seen from space and seen from the air that depict animals. Nobody knows how they were created, 
or anything like that. There's some theories about, you know, different soil stuff to kind of create them, but nobody, they're so big, you have aliens. to see them. Yeah, yeah, aliens. <laughs> Prehistoric memes. Yeah, pretty much. Yes, the Nazca lines. That's yeah. actually N A Z C A. But uh, in a re recently they were redoing the map, they were remapping the area to look at building a path and an observing uh, spot so you could stand up there and look over and, and kind of see these. In doing so, they discovered they missed one. Oh, yeah. And that is this cat that is uh, roughly 36 meters long, or 37 meters long. It was discovered on the side of a hill. And they've realized when that's on the side of the hill, it can it's susceptible to a, uh, more erosion than some of the others. So automatically, they've already gone in to try to preserve it and keep it and, and have re-decided what they're going to do for this path for this observing area. Oh, yeah. And it, it's interesting that they find, you know, find these things. I meant like it was hard to find this because they said it's not visible from the ground. Um, as they said, quote, the figure was scarcely visible and was about to disappear because it's situated on quite a steep slope, like you said, Scuba. And the per Peru's chief of archaeologists, Johnny Isla, says, quote, the cat predates the Nazca culture, which created most of the figures from 200 to 700 A.D. So, um, yeah, this one, this one actually was dated back to roughly 500 B.C. to 200 A.D. So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting to note notice that we know majority of the lines were created by this uh, group of indigenous people. Who created this one? Because this one predates the culture itself, and it brings up to the point I, I was mentioning in offline. Maybe it's just it's this kind of mystery, which plays into what you were saying, that maybe we just don't need to know what the mystery, what what the answer to the mystery. Just leave it mysterious, you know. We don't know what, who created this. It predates the actual culture that it was created in. Let's leave it at like that. Well, I, I think it's I think it's another great thing because I was watching. Um... I was watching a series on Holy. Disney Plus. Um, it was uh, it, I remember now. I think uh, I know which one you're talking about, but it's I'm, where I they kind of used. Uh, they were using laser. Oh, I remember. But anyways, it was showing like they they stripped away all the vegetation around Machu Picchu, and some of these other areas of to show what these things looked like way back when in their heyday. And it's like the construction methods used and some of these things that these people created that we're still struggling to figure out how to do it now because the stuff we build doesn't last nearly as well as what they built with. And But I think these kinds of things are really fascinating. Was it on the National Geographic portion? Uh, it was the National Geographic. Uh, the host is a dude who's got a prosthetic leg. Um, I'm... Drain the oceans? No, no, that's another fascinating one. But I'll, you know, I'll, I'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, <laughs> ancient aliens. Yeah, I mean, but you know, if this is aliens and and whatnot that did this, I just don't want to know. Uh, I personally, I just don't want to know. <laughs> you know, we'll probably find out at some point was it a series or a movie it was a series okay like eight episodes long rain the sunken pirate city 
he's gonna be searching for that for a while i could tell but <laughs> speaking of other things we definitely have a uh a fun ride to end the night yes let's close let, let, let's close out on a on a on a, on, on let's uh something cool tease that actually was teased from last week because i found the article at the end the of last week yes this is the new John Wick inspired roller coaster that is set to open in early 2021. It is uh, it is a roller coaster that is 10 stories tall. You start by going into the hotel and you get to see all these various setups and recreations for that. But as you wait in line to get on the roller coaster, you're actually given a choice. Do you want to help Mr. Wick or do you want to hunt Mr. Wick? And apparently there's some different aspects that happen depending on which way you choose to go about with riding the ride. But it's supposed to be just kind of this. The John Wick films are a roller coaster in amongst themselves because they have this just action and then it's like up and down, up and down. Well, Let's translate that to a roller coaster because why not? We don't do, we, I mean, we don't talk about roller coasters all that much anymore. I mean, people got like their virtual reality and things like that. I mean, who wants to do roller coasters? Oh yeah, it's definitely, this is awesome to incorporate a, a, a very fun and popular franchise to today into a ride. So you get to experience some fun excitement while also helping along the mission. And it's going to be opening at Motion Gate Theme Park in Dubai in early 2021. <laughs> so get your tickets now, people. We are going to the Middle East. And we have just got this whole globe-trotting adventure park thing. <laughs> oh I, yeah. I can't do roller coasters anymore. I have a uh, the seats aren't comfortable. Not for me anymore. Someday maybe I can get back down to being a smaller person. Uh, no, not Lost Treasures of the Maya, um. I'll find it. I am on Disney Plus right now, trying to find Ancient Mysteries. The host maybe. was actually kind of fun to, fun to, fun to, fun to, fun to listen. Uh, Lost Treasures of the Maya, Lost Cities with Albert Lynn. Yes, that's it. Lost Cities with Albert Lynn. All right. He was using the uh, geo, the ground penetrating radar and laser um, measuring to uh, to sit there and scan the Lost Cities. Yeah, I put the link for Disney Plus in there. If you want to check it out, people. That was actually a lot of fun because they were they went to uh, the Crusade uh, Crusade area in uh, Jordan in uh, Israel. They went to uh, the Philippines. They did Machu Picchu, and they did. Um, they did another. They, I don't remember. They did another one. Um, but yeah, it was like all these old, all these crazy bits where you, this construction was just amazing. The Knights Templar in Israel, uh, the Ghost City in the Pacific, El Dorado, Stonehenge. What you said. So, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Put the link in there, people. Check it out if you got Disney Plus. Yep. And of course, roller coasters are fun, and you know John Wick is great. John Wick uh, three and four are going to be coming out, or four and five, I should say, because we've already seen three. 
four and five are coming out so you know all the fun there 2022 2023 back to back filming all of that crazy crazy stuff oh yes people <sighs> told you i find it just give me time i no doubt of that <laughs> oh man right. then COVID hit well you know maybe they'll maybe we'll get you a chance to go next year hopefully you know same, same a little bit more money you know and even when things reopen you know everything is good to go vaccines out there it's safe people still be cautious so it might be an empty park for you you can ride the rides a hundred times <laughs> look at the benefits people the benefits the benefits yep 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 so i that brings uh episode 69 of scuba and the ride to a close do the activity feed real quick give the shout outs for shout outs are due zip for the bits thank you demon rose thank for the two you, month thank sub you. thank you chadster for the four month sub thank you more bits from zip phantom thank you for the follow that is much appreciated uh if yeah if you haven't if you have if you're new here and uh, like what you're seeing or whatever, please consider a follow so you get notifications when we come online again. We do uh, several shows throughout the week. We have, of course, tonight, Scuba on the Rye. Saturday, we have we have Twilight's Gleaming, which will get renamed as the party decides what name they want to go by. And then we have Challenge Accepted. Saturday, or Saturday morning, 10 a.m. is Twilight's Gleaming. Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern is challenge accepted and sunday morning at 10 a.m eastern is scuba is sundays with scoob where drink coffee hang out deep dive you know giggles all those fun things been doing some campaign planning last week i might do some more of that working through trillo and going through the modules obviously it'd be kind of spoilerific if you're a member of those games but you know we'll see what happens yes sir and of course, a uh, shout out and a thank you to Sirenscape for the background musics. We are back in the Vistani camp, listening to some good Vistani music in Barovia, because why not? Um, thank you to everyone in the chat. Uh, you guys are awesome and amazing. Thank you for hanging out with us this far. Look forward to seeing you on our next one. Thank you to my co-host for spending another Tuesday night hanging out here so we can chat and talk about all the wonderful things that we find on the internet. Nerding out. So, now that we've done that, it's time for us to sail away. Sail away. So, y'all have a great one. Stay safe. Uh, all the things. Make sure you talk to people. We're getting into the holiday season. This is where people get a lot of, uh, a lot of stre st stress and depression, and we're still not through all of this stuff yet. Also, if you're old enough to vote, and you've registered to vote, don't forget, next Tuesday is election day. Must vote if you have the opportunity. And we will see you on our next stream. Good night, everybody. Scuba Ride 2020. Peace.